The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Coleman A. Young, a second. Here. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Calloway. Present. Councilmember Scott Benson. Scott Benson, aye. We have a quorum present, Mr. Chair. Excellent. Is there a motion to approve the minutes? Motion being made. Are there any objections? The minutes are now approved. I want to take the chair's remarks because I want to allow Mr. Oh, allow, we have we we have a new member of LPD that needs to be introduced. Oh, why? Thank Mr. you, Mr. Head, sir. Please introduce this person. All right. Well, happy New Year, Council members and Mr. Chair. Yes. It is my uh, distinct pleasure to introduce the newest attorney of LPD, Mr. Philip Keller, to your committee. Let's give a round of applause, Mr. Keller, everybody. Say welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your service. We appreciate it. Look forward to working with you. It's always been beneficial to work with LPD and Mr. Head, Mr. Whitaker. So appreciate you. Welcome to the city. Welcome Welcome on board team. All right, that being said, we're going to move on to public comment. Mr. Bo, how many people do we have in the queue? Mr. Chair. Is this Ms. Golden? Yes. Yes, Ms. Madam Clerk. Yes, just a FYI, Mr. Chair, unit, in lieu of the holiday Monday, there will be no new business agenda, so all items approved today will be placed on a formal session for Tuesday, January the 17th. Okay. Thank you. Thank thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, moving on to public comment. Mr. Bo, how many people do we have in the queue? Mr. Chair, we currently have three individuals with their hand raised for public comment. Excellent. Those three individuals, you now have two minutes. The floor is now yours. The first caller is over with. All right, Mr. Ruben Crowley, go ahead. Floor is yours, sir. Good afternoon. Um, good afternoon, honorable members of council that are present today. Um, I want to start off first, but uh, it's an organization, Horsepower Detroit. It, it's trying to put a uh, equestrian um, development over on uh, Linwood and Finkel. That is a wonderful idea. They should get all the support the council has to give to them, along with any funding that's available to them. Uh, now, another thing, this um, $616 million that these developers are asking for these projects, you know, this is neighborhood and community services. Uh, I want to know exactly what it's going to do for the neighborhoods and the communities, this $616 million. Now, I want to go to the main point. Here in the city of Detroit, there needs to be an ordinance and a resolution passed by council. This committee could put the resolution in front of city council for next week that on no city document, no employee elected official can put terminology that doesn't coincide with the law of physics. That means that if there is no gun stippling on an entry wound, there can be no suicide. Now, by resolution, the city council can put that forth 
and make it to where it can happen. And then also an ordinance needs to be drafted to direct LPD to draft an ordinance, making it illegal for anybody to put a designation on something when it's physically impossible. Meaning if there's no gun stiplings on a suicide victim's entry wound, then it cannot by the laws of physics be suicide. Never in the history of forensics has there ever been a suicide by gun where there wasn't gun stiplings present, except for here in Detroit on Kenesha's cold me. Kenesha. Mr. Chair, our next caller number ends in 534. 534. All right, 534, you had the floor. Two minutes, go ahead and talk. Okay, 534, you had the floor. Two minutes, go ahead and talk. Uh, can you hear me? It didn't unmute right away. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, two minutes. Okay, thank you. Um, First of all, I'd like to say at the last meeting before the break, when you didn't call at me in the public hearing, even though I had my hand raised, that was super-duper uncool, and it doesn't lead to feelings of trust. And I wrote both you, Coleman Young, member Coleman Young, and Samuel Bow about it, and you didn't write me back in defense of trying to say it was a mistake or anything. So I think I knew what you were doing. Um, Second of all, uh, when will the Walker Williams Rec Center be open? That's what COVID money should be used for, is to get those rec centers open. We've been waiting too long. Welcome, Attorney Philip Keller. Will you please explain to the City Council what the Dormant Commerce Clause is and the market participant exception, because the land bank is doing illegal eminent domain with a nuisance abatement program, just putting a different color lipstick on the pig and and there's a law review article written by a Stanford-trained attorney, Mexican-American. Her name is uh, Ixta Maya Murray, and she can't understand why the city hasn't been sued over these takings. And now that the Dems control Lansing, there's no excuse not to fix the overtaxation issue. And I could tell that the state lobbyists, when I heard them last year, that that wasn't even a front burner issue for them. Well, there's no excuse now to not fix that issue. I've heard there's even a surplus in Lansing, and Big Gretch needed the votes down here to get her through, so it's time to pay attention to the people and make up for where the government failed to do their duty and uh, reassess people property properly when it was real obvious they should have done it in the aftermath of bankruptcy. And please scrap North End Landing and do a truly inclusive planning study because saying the city is about equity inclusion with what North End Landing happened is just a false. All right. All right. Thank you very much for that. Who's next, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, our last caller is Carol Hughes. All right, Carol Hughes, you have two minutes. You may speak. The floor is yours. Why, thank you, Honorable Body. My name is Carolyn Hughes. May I speak? Yes, you may. Okay. Uh, I think that um, Mr. Oberman is entitled to have his grievances addressed by the police department and whomever is working on Kenesha Coleman's case. Um, I think that uh, the previous caller, North End, is an important 
item to her and she should be heard and you should listen to what she has to say about the issues and address them. Now, let me let me talk about your agenda for today. You have a 100 percent funding on 6.1 for the Joe Lewis Greenway. I don't know who addressed who asked for the Joe Lewis Greenway, but we're we seem to have carte blanche on them. They're increasing the contract amount to one and a half million dollars is already 15 million right so so why are why are we why are we spending so much money on the joe lewis greenway i'd, I'd like to know and my other question to you is you have a, a lease agreement uh for till 2042 is that going to bring revenue this provided lease agreement for the city of detroit to manage and maintain fort street bridge contractor state of michigan the state of michigan Paying us? Are we paying them? It says total contract amount is zero dollars, and it's a contract to 2042. Then what is being transacted here? Um, it doesn't seem to be transparent to me. I have no idea what this is all about. Um, I have general grievances with the council and how they perform their duties, but uh, I leave them for day by day. You all have a blessed one. Peace. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Bowden, we have anybody else in the queue? Mr. Chair, that was the last caller with their hand raised. All right. Thank you for that. And moving on to number five, unfinished business. This is line item 5.1, 100% city funding to provide heavy-duty truck repair service, labor and or parts contractor, Interstate Truck Source, Inc., Location 29085 Smith Road, Romulus, Michigan, 48174. Contract period upon city council approval through September 30th, 2025. Total contract amount $110,000. Is there a motion to move line item 5.1 to formal session? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 5.1 is moved to formal session. Well, hold on. I need to do that again. Is there a motion to move line on the 5.1 to formal session? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on the 5.1 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. There we go. All right. Now, moving on to six new business line items 6.1. 100% UTGO bond funding, Amendment 1, to provide an extension of time and increases of funds for hazardous material removal, playground installation, and relocation of utilities for the Joe Lewis Greenway Project. Contractor, Major Cement Company. Location, 15430 Dale Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48223. Contract period upon City Council approval through... September 1st, 2023, contract increase amount $1,500,000. Total contract amount $15,500,000. Is there a motion to move line item 6.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Mr. Chair, discussion? Discussion. Is, is the, uh, chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Galloway. Um, thank you, uh, Mr. Chair. This is... Um is this the end of this contract? Is this the only amendment? It looks. It says the first amendment. Can we anticipate any additional amendments? Because this is a one point five million dollar increase, and this is a um, 
a very large contract. And uh, Mr. Chair, I don't know who could come you know, to talk to us, but in the future, if a contractor does not complete its scope of work within the time agreed upon in the original contract, the responsible department should come before this body and give a detailed review as to why they did not complete the work in time. I understand unanticipated, um, unexpected conditions as with the carriage house earlier today, we had a conversation about that. But there are some things that we can anticipate if we do a better, uh, a better um, job of planning. We should also be prepared to put these contracts out to bid once we realize that these projects and contractors would not meet the desired end date because it's costing us an additional $1.5 million. Um, and I'm just not understanding why this highly technical company could not complete its work in the determined original contract period and coming back to us for Amendment 1. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. I'm assuming the people who would answer this would either be general service or somebody within the Office of Contracting and Procurement. I just want to say, because the Joe Lewis Greenway is still under construction with approval, so I just want to make that point clear as well. But anybody who wants to answer, please go ahead. Good afternoon. Jim Glavin, Office of Contracting and Procurement. Go ahead, Ms. Glavin. Thank you. Yes. This contract, this is additional work above and beyond the original scope, which is the reason for the additional money is not work that they didn't complete within the original time frame. And for Major Cement to complete the additional work, the increased blight removal, removal and relocations to sidewalk street replacement, also work on the Warren Trailhead and Great Circle Underground, it required an additional nine months. At this point in time, we do not expect to need a second amendment to this contract in the future. Um, thank you. Um, Ms. Through the chair, my question again is, if there are additional um, work that needs to be done, why didn't we put that additional work out to bid and give another um, company an opportunity to bid on it? That's $1.5 million in addition to the $15 million they've already received. Uh, through the chair to member Callaway, the work is part and parcel of what they were doing. So you would end up, in fact, having two general contractors working in the same location at the same time. So it would be you know, more complex, more issues with the work. If it was something in addition to something completely new, then we would look at rebidding or bidding that new work out. But this was you know, part and parcel of the same work they were already doing. So it's kind of like you have two general contractors at your house, one's painting and one's doing electrical and they're pointing fingers at each other because one needs to be in this room at the same time the other one's doing work in the same room. Yeah, through the chair, I understand that analysis, um, but at the same time we're talking about an amendment one, additional $1.5 million. So if they kind of collide a little bit, that's fine with me. We need to try to save the city money as much as possible. This greenway is costing the city quite a bit of money. And with these additional amendments, sir, that concerns me. We say amendment one, but that does not mean there's going to be um, not an amendment two. That's my concern. Yes, through the chair to member Calloway. My, my, my response to that is, we ask, is this going to be enough time? Is this going to be enough money? We don't want to get into the situation where we're coming back 
in July saying, oh, you know, they now need another three months. In a lot of cases, and without specifics here, looking this one up, normally we add a bit of extra time to ensure that the work is done. So if they're estimating six months or seven months, we'll put out the amendment for eight or nine months just to ensure we don't have to come back. And also, we review to ensure that the amount that they're asking for is, is adequate to complete the additional task. Because again, you know, it's a lot of work on OCP's side to do an amendment. It's the same amount of work and documentation as doing an original contract, a brand new contract. So we rather alleviate, you know, that sort of make work by not ensuring that the time and money requested is enough. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chair. I have another question. I, I think the state of Michigan has some type of incentive program that if contractors who contract with the state of Michigan complete their projects within the scope of time that they agree to and not come back for amendments, they get incentives. So I'm thinking that's something we should consider in the future to avoid this $1.5 million addition to a $15 million contract. That's something we should consider offering contractors who complete their contract within the scope of the contract, the beginning and the end date, and not come back for all these amendments costing us additional dollars, increasing the time. We should offer them incentives, at least consider that program that the state of Michigan has in force um, at this time. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Discussion? Discussion. Chair recognizes Member Benson. Right, thank you. Uh, to the administration, just my similar question. What prompted the additional scope of work for this contract? Through the chair to member Benson, it was realistically, you know, a lot of areas, we don't know what's underground. We don't know what exactly is there. The original estimates in the bid was based on our best available information. During the course of the construction, additional things came up that, you know, were discovered in the construction phase um, due to unforeseen site conditions. We also added a bit of work for the Warren Trailhead Playground Pavilion and Great Circle Underground Utility work for that is covered in that amendment also. So it's a bit of additional work and expanded scope at the same time. And then, so my question then, this explanation, so I understand what these items are. What is a Warren Trailhead Pavilion? What, what is a uh, the Underground Circle? Just give me a brief explanation of what was added and what those items actually are. Yes. So um, information I have through the chair to member Benson, sorry, sir. Um, information I have the trailhead playground at pavilion is literally at the Warren trailhead, a playground with a pavilion building. Uh, the great circle, I'm not specifically there as to what that is. But there are, you know, light items, sidewalk modification, 200,000, concrete pavement curb staircase, 104,975, geogrid earth excavation, $19,155.03. So it's very specific in the different work that's being done throughout this here. You know, pull, fixture, polymer concrete for the playground, 110,000 and change. Fitness equipment, wood benches, playground border, drinking fountain, $142,899. So there, you know, so there's detail that's listed in the in the amendment to the contract, as well as shown in the uh, LPD report. Okay, thank you. Mr. <clears throat> Chair? I, I have a question. I'm going to let you ask the last one, Member Calloway. Um, 
Thank you so much, Mr. Gavin. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask you, can you just kind of talk to me? I, I just want to talk about just a little external factor. Has inflation played a role in this at all? In terms of reason why you need more money, because costs are going up. And then secondly, just the scope of the project. Because we want to make sure that we're fiscally responsible and that we're good stewards over this money. And we're not putting good money over bad. But we are talking about embarking on something that people have been talking about but haven't really done for a long time. We're talking about connecting, you know, whether it be Southwest Detroit. We're talking about really if it's done right and built upon the right way, a blueprint to connect the entire city through this greenway. That's a pretty ambitious project within itself. Just kind of walk me through those questions if you could a little bit. To the chair, the the new work that's being done may, and I, I'm pretty sure has been affected by inflation and the material costs that have been going up and labor costs that have been going up. So that is in there, but there is nothing in there to, we're not paying them extra money for the work that was originally contracted. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Thank you. Chair recognizes uh, Member Galloway. Yeah, um, thank you, Mr. Chair. Vice so Chair the $1.5 million is covering the purchase of um, this fitness equipment because that sounds like another bid that should go to another company. Major cement company is now going out purchasing um, uh, fitness equipment and installing it because that should be another bid. That's another company. That's another job for possibly a Detroit company. And was this, was this included in the original contract? Or no, has the contract additional work. Excuse me, sir. Oh, sorry, ma'am. I'm excuse sorry. Excuse me. So has the contract changed? Because now we're installing fitness equipment. Through the chair to member Calloway, the fitness equipment is additional for the Warren Trailhead Playground area. However, I don't have a specific breakdown. I know that the benches, drinking fountain, playground board, and fitness equipment is bundled at a number of $142,899. So I would expect that to be, you know, a small portion of that bundle. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Mr. Gavin, I just also wanted to ask this question as well. Um, uh, wait, Ms. Henderson, did you have something you wanted to say or? Yes, Natalia Henderson with GSD. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to add and maybe bring a little bit of clarity um, with this contract. The extension specifically came about because we it was for blight removal um, for adjacent land that would be a part of this project. And we thought that it would be more cost effective to actually go ahead and complete it in this phase versus doing it in a later phase where we will have to bring out um our contractors once again this contractor is also detroit based and um is a part of creole okay thank you for that uh appreciate that uh mr gavin i just wanted to ask has there been any uh discussion using technology at all 3d printing anything of that nature in terms of trying to print these type of parts to save costs at all kind either, either through contracting out with certain companies or potentially looking at it in-house? Uh, to the chair, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, okay. I guess that's something for you to look at. All yes, right. Sir. Appreciate you. Any other questions? Comments, concerns? Okay. 
Is there a motion to move line item 6.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.1 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Mr. Chair. Chair recognizes Member Benson. And I, I did have a question on line item 5.1, and I was um, remiss. My notes indicate the, the tax clearances were expired for 5.1, and maybe they've been approved by this time. I want to make sure we didn't move to formal something. From my understanding, that was the case, too, but I think they were fixed. Is that correct? Yeah, they, yeah, it was addressed. I think I think that was addressed because that was the same thing I had was that it had okay. it when I received it too. We're gonna let her tell it, but I'm just gonna okay. let you know you're okay. not alone on that. Is what I'm saying. Thank you, Miss Sabatini. Good afternoon. Lord yours. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, honorable, honorable um, committee. Lorianne Sabatini, LPD. They did get a, a cleared, updated tax clearance of twelve nineteen twenty three. My Thank birthday. You. Chair, recognize Member Benson. Did you want to say something else? That's it. Thank you. Good? Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, happy belated birthday to you. I didn't know that. You Thank told you. Me. You should have told me. I would have sent you something. All right. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> that being said, is line on six point. Is there a motion to move line on six point one to formal session? Oh no, we already did that. We don't do that. All right. That's my fault. Move it on line on six point two. 100% UTGO bond funding amendment one to extend to provide an extension of time only for boat lift installation and fence slash gate replacement at Detroit Fire Department boat station. Contractor EC Cornell Company location 2691 Veterans Parkway Trenton, Michigan. 48183 contract period upon city council approval through June 30th, 2023. Contract amount increase $0.00. Total contract amount $257,000. Is there a motion to move, to move line item 6.2 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.2 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Moving on to line on 6.3, 100% city funding to provide a lease agreement for the city of Detroit to manage and maintain Fort Street Bridge Park. Contractor, State of Michigan, location 1801 Atwater, Michigan, Atwater, Detroit, Michigan, 48207, contract period upon city council approval through July 26th, 2042. Total contract amount zero dollars. Um, is there a motion to discuss line on six point three? Motion. Motion. Hearing no objections, we're gonna discuss line on six point three. Um to anyone from the administration who can answer, I'm assuming someone within general services or within office of um uh, contracting and procurement. Um my question is the same question, mirror same question that uh Miss Hughes asked about Will there be any revenue coming into the city from the state? I don't think that is the case. I don't think you could do that through intergovernmental relations. But I just wanted to ask that question just to clarify that and, and get that on the record. 
Um, to that question, uh, to the chair, no, we will not be receiving any right. revenue. We are simply holding the lease. And, and, and basically what there's, I wouldn't say it's in lieu of taxes, but I'll basically what I would say is that the payment would be that the state would upkeep um, this er- this area, correct? They upkeep the Fort Street Bridge Park, correct? This property is owned by um, the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. However, we have two partner organizations who will be doing the upkeep, the management, and the development of this project. And those two organizations are Fort Rouge Gateway Partnership and Friends of the Rouge. All right, so this property is owned by DNR? Yes. So, so forgive my uh, ignorance here. Where where do we come into play then? Why is this before us? If 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 they own it, why are they not doing this at the state level? Right. We are holding the lease so that because the DNR cannot go into a contractual relationship with those two organizations. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So we're holding the lease because DNR cannot go into a trash relationship with the gateway company, right? Is that, is that what you're telling me? The, the nonprofit. The nonprofit. Is that, is, is, excuse me. Is, is that, that's the title of the nonprofit, right? Yeah. Fort Rouge Gateway Partnership. Yeah, okay. and, and there's two of them. So Fort Rouge Gateway, Gateway Partnership and Friends of the Rouge. And Friends of the Rouge. So we're holding this because they can't enter into it. That's why we come into play because they can't contract with them. So we are being the intermediary between those two. So that contract yes. could exist, right? Absolutely. Okay. Is there any other questions? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Chair. Chair recognizes uh, Vice Chairwoman Calloway. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I'm not understanding um, what's being said here. Um, can we um, postpone uh, moving this anywhere other than to a hearing so um, the Michigan um, Department of National Research, um, Resources can come before us with the other parties involved so they can explain to this honorable body what this involves because this is a 20-year lease here it says it's a contract 100 percent city funding so if it's not being funded by the city why is that there and if it's a 20-year lease i want to know more i just i'm not comfortable moving this to formal session uh with the vote to uh approve without not without having these parties come before this body and explain what this lease agreement involves absolutely that can be arranged if you would like i will say that the total contract amount for this contract is zero dollars because we will not do any of the upkeep we will not mow the lawns any of that that will be left up to uh the nonprofits that i mentioned before however we are just holding it as the leasee because we cannot, well, those two organizations cannot go into a contractual agreement with the Department of um, Natural Resources. So we are just supporting. Um, Thank you, Um, Mr. Chair. I would wanna see all of that in writing because sometimes you say we're not responsible for cutting the grass. If the the grass grows too tall, the neighbors or the folks living around there in the city um, are gonna call the city. They're not gonna call the state to cut the grass. They're gonna call the city because the grass is in the city. Um, So I'm just hoping that we can bring all these parties together so I can, personally, I can get a better understanding of what's going on. It goes to what the caller said earlier. This is a 20 year lease agreement and um, you know, if we don't have to be a party to it, that would be great. Sometimes we get entangled with these agreements and we can't get ourselves untangled. So I'm respectfully requesting that we not move this anywhere else other than to a, a meeting of some sort between all the, the parties that are um, 
involved. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Uh, Member Benson, did you have any questions? I did. Go ahead. Uh, where exactly is this park uh, proposed park located? This park is currently in its second phase. It is located in District 6 in um, southwest Detroit. Do you have a more specific location for the park? It is the Fort Street Bridge Park um, on... Okay. Is this the River and Grand Boulevard in West Grand Boulevard? Terminus? Give me one second. It's at Fort in Denmark, sorry. Is this underneath the, the Ambassador Bridge? No, I could definitely send that more information over to your office in writing. However, it is a historic area. Okay. Um, and then what's the timeline on this? I know my colleague would like to bring this back for some additional information. What's the timeline? What's the sense of urgency here? So that the third party organizations can start moving on their second phase. Okay, so you, but you don't have, uh, we need to have this done by such and such date. We need to be in the ground. So do you have any dates like that associated with this? Not immediately. Okay. All right. But we will send that over. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I just had a couple questions. Uh, it says right here that funds available um, are 10,000, no, it's 10 million, $565,251. What is that? Because I understand what you're saying is zero. I'm not, I'm not doubting it. I just want to know what that is in the contract. Maybe, maybe somebody from OCP. Uh, Ms. Sabatini's got her hand up. Ms. Sabatini, did you want to answer that for me, please? Yes, sir. When we review, uh, Lorianne Sabatini, LPD, when we review contracts, they give us a funding stream. And then we report what's in the funding stream. It's not necessarily germane to any spend on this contract. Okay. That just identifies the string and what's in it. So when you're talking about funding stream, are you talking about what potentially would go if we were paying something out or what we potentially would be receiving if they were paying us? No, sir. That's what's available in the city's account. If you look at the TETA report, it says account string 127470, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's okay. So this is fund okay. under recreation. And that's what's in the general fund recreation GSD account as we speak. Okay. So that's what's in that GSD account. You know, just that that's just a stating for what's in that account, period. Not for this project. That's just uh, letting us know what's in that account number, right? That's that's absolutely correct. Yes, sir. balance statement. Okay, all right. And then uh, I also uh, just wanted to clarify: it's the from my understanding, it's the drawbridge. We're talking about the drawbridge under Zug Island or near Zug Island. Excuse me. Correct. We're talking about this project, Ms. Henderson. Correct. Okay. And uh, then, secondly, I want to know: is there someone from the law department that can explain this? Because I don't think we'd have to bring in the Department of Natural Resources. Is someone from the law department could explain uh, the questions that um, Vice Chairwoman Calloway has to offer? There's someone from law that, that that's online, Mr. Washington, or anybody from the administration. Graham Anderson, uh, attorney uh, for the law department. Uh, I'm not. Uh, an expert on that subject matter expertise. Well, oh, oh, they, oh okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I saw you looking. I'm looking. I'm like, where is his voice coming from? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, like, um, I'll get ready to say you need to be on screen. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Councilmember yeah. uh, Young. I uh, I'm, I'm not an expert in this subject matter expertise, but if uh, 
the chairwoman would submit all those questions in memo, I can definitely get all of those answered for you. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Chair? Yes. Uh, Chair, rec Chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Galloway. My request still remains. Uh, I'd like for someone from the state of Michigan um, and the two, I guess it's two nonprofits and all the parties that are associated with this 20-year lease agreement to come before us or provide a more detailed report because I'm not, um, you know, comfortable with moving it to a formal session with a, a recommendation to approve so we can bring it back in a week. That would be my motion, Mr. Chair. Usually I would move ahead with this because I like to move this forward and I know there's someone from the law department that can explain this. But uh, hold on for me. Uh, Mr. Um, Chair, are there representatives from the nonprofits that are also involved in this agreement um, available to I'm answer ask, questions? I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm going to ask that right now, uh, Vice Chairman Calloway. Just give, me, just give me a minute here. Um, Mr. Washington. Yes, Mr. Chair. Sir, uh, so two two questions. One, can we have someone from the state that can speak to this by next week? And then secondly, uh, can we also have the nonprofits come in and speak to this by next week? Um, yes, we can work with GSD and the state to arrange that. Okay, because I'll hold this back for one week, but after this, I ain't holding any longer. So uh, I just want to let everybody know that. All right, so. Mr. Chair, you didn't have to make that comment. <laughs> I know, but it's called chair chairperson's discretion. That's why I made it. All right. So, with that being said, um, is there a motion to move line item six point three to formal session? With uh, no, 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 is there a motion to move line item six? Is there a motion to bring back line item six point three in one week? All right. Are there any objections? Hearing none. Line item six point three is will be brought back in one week. All right, Office of Chief Financial Officer and Office of Development and Grants. Request to accept the appropriate, to request to accept and appropriate the Collinson Trust donation in the amount of $3,000. The Thomas J. and Marilyn L. Collinson Trust has awarded a cash donation to the City of Detroit General Services Department in the amount of $3,000. There is no match requirement for this donation. The project cost is $3,000. 6.5, the request to accept and appropriate a cash donation from Ryan Hubble Auto Parts, Inc. for the Tree Equity Partnership. Ryan Hubble Auto Parts, Inc. has awarded a cash donation to the City of Detroit General Services Department in the amount of $10,000 to support the Tree Equity Partnership Program. There is no match requirement for this donation. The total project cost is $10,000. Request to accept and appropriate the Park Project Gap Funding Grant. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm reading off the wrong things. Okay. Is there a motion to move line out of 6.4 to formal session? Motion. Are any objections? Hearing none, line out of 6.4 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Line out of 6.5. Request to accept and appropriate a cash donation from Ryan Hubble Auto Parts, Inc. for the Tree Equity Partnership. Ryan Hubble Auto Parts Inc. has awarded a cash donation to the chair of the city, the city of Detroit General Services Department in the amount of $10,000 to support the Tree Equity Partnership Program. There is no match requirement for this donation. The total, the total project cost is $10,000. Is there a motion 
to move line on 6.5 to formal session with recommendation for approval. Discussion. Discussion. Chair recognizes Member Callaway. Um, this is this is great. Um, Ten thousand dollar cash um, um, donation. But does this company do business with the city? Is there any possible conflicts of interest? Um, have they ever done um, business with the city? Do they have any contracts now, or have they had contracts, um, or any of their associate associated companies? Thank you, Mr. Chair. That's my concern and question. Anyone from the administration that can answer this? Chair, recognize Ms. Henderson. Through the chair, we would have to get back to you um, with that. Mr. Chair, I motion to bring this back in a week. Um, I will um, provide questions, but I'm just concerned about a possible conflict of interest, accepting a $10,000 cash donation from a company that may or may not be doing business with the city or anticipate doing plan, planning to do business with the city. That is my, my concern, Mr. Chair. I understand it. I think that question is a, is a good question, but I think we can have the answer to that question by the time it moves to a, by the time it moves to formal session. So is there a motion to move line of 6.5 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Pending my questions, the answers to my question, Mr. Chair, so move. Okay. Is there any objections? Hearing no objection, Lionel 6.5 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Lionel 6.6, request to accept and appropriate the Park Project Gap Funding Grant. The Gilbert Family Foundation has awarded the City of Detroit General Services Department with the Park Project Gap Funding Grant for a total of $675,000. There is no match requirement, and the total project cost is $675,000. Is there a motion to move line item 6.6 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.6 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Line item 6.7. Request to accept a donation of three kiosks from the People for Palmer Park. The People for Palmer Park is awarded three kiosks, valued at $45,000 to the City of Detroit General Services Department, to be installed at Palmer Park. There is no match requirement for this donation, and the total project cost is $45,000. Is there a motion to move line on 6.7 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Motion? Okay. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line 6.7 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Moving on to number seven, member reports. Chair recognizes member Vice Chairwoman Calloway. No, no report. No report at this time, um, Excellent. Mr. Chair. Chair recognizes member Benson. Happy New Year. Welcome to be back. All right. And the same. Happy New Year and a happy belated birthday to Ms. Sabatini. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you. And uh, Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee is now adjourned.